it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. And it's a hockey night with a big game feel. Uh, the Penguins went 9-3 and three in January. That's much better. And now they host the division leaders in what's going to be a frisky game. The Washington Capitals are going to come out physical. That meathead Tom Wilson will do his thing. Hopefully Ryan Reeves beats his ass up and knocks his ass out. Actually, Revo had better do that. What with his spot in the lineup being a bit tenuous. And you got OV versus Sid. Alexander Ovechkin versus Sidney Crosby. Sid is on fire. 10-game point streak. And Ovi is all the way back. 30 goals already. It feels like a big game. And it feels like things are kicking into gear for the Penguins. Somebody in Pittsburgh say something about getting fired up. It's the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Uh, I'm really looking forward to tonight at PPG Paints Arena. A part of me feels bad for the Capitals. A very small part of me. Okay, I don't feel bad at all. It's actually kind of funny because in a game like this, I bet the Caps feel like they're trying to prove something that they can't possibly prove till springtime, and then they never prove it. I don't feel bad at all. It's ah, funny, but I'm a big fan of Brooks Orpik, a good player and just a good man, and I'm a big fan of Alex Ovechkin, too. He's a rival, but Ovi's a very worthy rival. In an era where it's tougher to score than ever before, Alex Ovechkin has 750 goal seasons. Alex Ovechkin has 588 goals in 971 games. Ovi may not have a Stanley Cup, but it's not his fault. He is far from the problem when it comes to the Capitals not getting silverware because Ovi's got 46 goals in 97 playoff games. Ovechkin is a god among goal scorers. He's the real thing and always has been. I've been wondering if any of the teams in the Metro are going to fall off the pace. Philadelphia lost again last night to New Jersey in heartbreaking fashion, 4-3. And now the Flyers have lost three in a row. The New York Rangers got smoked by Toronto, 4-zip. And the Rangers have lost seven of their last ten, and they might have a fire sale. Get rid of contracts. That's the rumor. Uh, the Flyers are just rotten and goal in on defense. And with the Rangers, their best player is a goalie, and he's 35, and he's not as good as he was, and he certainly doesn't score any goals. Uh, I love watching the NHL Network and hear them inappropriately slobber over Connor McDavid when his team sucks, the Edmonton Oilers. They're 12 points out the playoffs. And McDavid is 10th in the league in scoring, which is good, unless you're McDavid. To be fair, he is tied with Sid in points, but Sid's resume to date speaks a lot louder than Connor McDavid. So, I'm watching Oilers highlights last night on the NHL Network. And McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, the guy who's making too much and he's going to make it for too long. McDavid and Dreisaitl hook up for a great goal. Dreisaitl scores, 
And the announcers are like, the magic of Connor McDavid, blah, 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 blah. And then McDavid scores, and the announcers practically wet their pants. And then you see the final score, and Colorado beat Edmonton 4-3. to And like I said, the Oilers were supposed to win the Western Conference, and they're 12 points out of the playoffs. So please, shut the frig up about Connor McDavid for a while. Uh, by the way, you got like you gotta like Colorado in the playoffs, the Avalanche right now barely, but they're competing. And if the playoffs started today, the Colorado Avalanche would be in. Meantime, Ottawa is way out of the playoffs after Matt Duchesne punked his way out of Denver to Ottawa, and when he got there, said it's nice to be on a team that can compete for the Stanley Cup. Ha! Uh, of course, you can't spell Duchesne without douche. Actually, I've met Matt Duchesne. Nice kid. He's one of my buddy D. Rizzo's guys. But it is funny how things could work out. Look, I've done nothing but talk hockey since the start of the show. If you dial 412-333-WXDX, we can make it a hockey show. Period. It's up to you. That number again, 412-333-WXDX. But one quick tease that involves football. Alan Fanica is going to join the show at 5.15 p.m. Al's a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The new class is announced tomorrow. He's an all-time Steeler great. Eight-time All-Pro. Nine-time Pro Bowl. Steelers all-time team. NFL all-decade team. Super Bowl champion. That's Alan Fanica at 5.15 right here on the Mark Madden Show. And now he runs marathons. Lost 100 pounds. Looks great. Now Alan Fanica runs marathons. Okay, back to hockey. Here's the cliched question. Who's the Penguins' best bet to win the scoring title and to win the NHL MVP? Uh, Nikita Kucherov is the favorite for MVP. From Tampa, if Nathan McKinnon hadn't got hurt, and if Colorado makes the playoffs, uh, McKinnon could still get MVP, I guess. I like Nathan McKinnon, but I'm rooting for Phil Kessel. The guy who always gets screwed gets the MVP. But the Penguin Stars, all being minus players, won't help their cots. It's hard to believe Sidney Crosby has only been NHL MVP twice. It's also hard to believe Malkin has only been NHL MVP once. These guys dominate the league, and the Penguins have won three cups in their time, and they've only been MVP three times between them, Sid and Gino. It doesn't seem like enough. I guess the uh, voters don't want to give it to Sid all the time. Then again, he got the last two Conn Smythe trophies, the playoff MVP, and Sid was very deserving. And it was a close race, but maybe the tiebreaker was he's Sidney Crosby. It could work for you. It could work against you. And the best part is Sid and Gino don't care about none of that. Neither does Phil Kessel. They just want to win. I love when you ask Phil about crap like that. Phil? You didn't make Team USA. It is what it is, guys. Phil, 
He didn't make the All-Star game. It is what it is, guys. Oh, uh, Carter Rowney has been activated from IR. Uh, JSD went back to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So if you want hockey talk to proliferate, dial 412-333-WXDX. The Groundhog saw a shadow, six more weeks of winter. I'd rather have five more months of hockey. Also, Bob Nutting saw a shadow, six more years of not spending. Of course, we got the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm assuming New England is going to win and that James Harrison is going to return an interception 100 yards for a touchdown. But that Brady will get the MVP and his 11-year-old son will kiss him on the mouth after. I'm making a joke, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. They didn't make God. They didn't French. So don't be jerks. Although if I had a choice between kissing Mr. Brady or Mrs. Brady on the mouth, yikes, I think even a lot of women would pick Mrs. Brady. I I did not watch the 30 for 30 last night. The two Bills, Parcells and Belichick. I thought about it, but I don't like either one of them. So I watched Impact Wrestling on Pop TV instead. I should have watched the two Bills. Uh, Here's the result from yesterday's poll. 69% of you said Bill Belichick is a better cheater than Barry Bonds. Now, Now, listen to this carefully. Belichick got caught and Bonds didn't. But Bill got away with it and Barry didn't. That sounds like insane double talk. But it's true. Oh, it's damn true. Like I said, let's get the hockey calls going. 412-333-WXDX. Uh, a big concert Saturday night in Greensburg. We'll talk about that in just a second. John Steiger wanted 415. Like I said, Big Al. Alan Fanica, Steelers all-time great. Did you hear what Betta said about Big Al? I wouldn't have my gold jacket if it wasn't for Alan Fanica. So let's hope Alan Fanica gets his gold jacket, uh, and that's confirmed tomorrow. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. That's correct. It's organized chaos. Super genius. I just diddled my lips on live radio for 30 seconds, and you all listen. The X at 105.9. Just a little bit here on 105.9 The X. Uh, Donnie Iris birthday bash concert tomorrow night at Greensburg Palace Theater. First of three. I can't wait. Going to be awesome. I got some Donnie videos posted on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. Uh, 
Donny Iris is Pittsburgh rock and roll. The power and the glory, the biggest rock star in the history of Pittsburgh, period. Uh, that's going to be a great show. And we got Liverpool FC and Spurs on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. Four one two three three three. WXDX is the number to call. Well, I did the whole first segment on hockey. We got no hockey calls. So back to football. I really do expect the close Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl that involves the Patriots is close. They've been a dynasty walking a tightrope, but no one knows how to walk that tightrope better. I've got to think New England is going to win, but Sean Payton was on ESPN this morning, the New Orleans coach. And Sean Payton said that Philadelphia has great special teams, and that could make a difference. That's true. It could. But my big thing is Gronk is cleared to play, and Philadelphia won't be able to stop him. I'd be tempted if I'm on D for Philadelphia. Just nail Gronk helmet to helmet, ring his bell again, get him out of the game, get him in protocol, and give away the 15 yards. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often to key players. Got to be worth the 15 yards, right? Get Gronk out of there. Uh, you know, I, I heard this today. It's great. Did you know the New England Patriots have a character coach? A guy who just tells the Patriots how to act and present themselves. The Steelers could use one of those. Okay, not really. That would be just one more guy for Lev and A.B. and Juju to not listen to. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey of the Eagles guaranteed a Super Bowl win. They all want to be Joe Namath, but there's only one Joe Namath. Uh, I heard a conversation on the B team today about block pulls and the most expensive one specifically. Now, I've often talked about the one I used to be in, $1,000 per block. I hit a quarter a couple times and a reverse a couple times, you know, because they have eight winners. Each quarter, halftime, final, reverse of everything. The biggest payoff being uh, the final score straight. I, I think the prize pool was 90 k because they skimmed ten grand off for their troubles. And I don't blame them. It is tough to sell blocks at $1,000 a block, and they would fill up Two every year. So they would make 20K just for running block a couple block pools, but again, not easy to sell. And if there was like five blocks left at the end, that they'd, they'd buy them all. They would just eat that. But uh, I hit a quarter a couple times and a reverse a couple times, but I lost a lot of money over. I was in that pool for about 15 years. And I bet I'm down 11K. Like, like you know, I I was in 15 of them, and I was in the NCAA one too. But I'm not even including that in this uh, in this uh, plus minus. I was in it for 15 years, and I won like four grand back. But you know, a thousand dollars a block, you do the math. My buddy Reno. Hit by like five blocks, and it always win. Probably still does, but 
I could afford to lose a grand. I knew people in that pool that barely had two nickels to rub together. But they'd get in for a grand, sometimes two, sometimes two blocks, and boy, they would sweat the result. At the party for that pool, which was great. I mean, the reason I'm not in it anymore, I assume it still exists, but it used to be based at the Pittsburgh State Company. And they would cater the party in their upstairs room, prime rib, gourmet pasta, uh, nuclear wings, just, just a great spread. It's not worth a thousand bucks, but, well, to me it was, because I might win too. But you'd be in that room at that party. And when somebody scored late, one corner of the room would celebrate and the other would be literally moaning in anguish. Good God. Uh, 412-333-9939. Some interesting stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, later regarding the Steelers. Juju is on uh, the NFL Network right now at the Super Bowl wearing his own Juju merchandise sweatshirt. So Juju's a brand name now, not the Steelers. That's his secondary concern. The brand name of Team Juju is what it's all about. I have never been more right on the money about where a guy was headed. Never, ever. But uh, Jerome Bettis kind of buried Tomlin, the lack of preparation for the Jacksonville game. And Terry Bradshaw, I wouldn't say he buried Tomlin, but like he was talking about the Steelers, and he was like damning with faint praise. You know, the backhanded compliment. Like uh, when 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 uh, Jackie Burkhardt on that 70s show said to, Eric's mom, oh, Mrs. Foreman, you're my favorite old lady. Like like Bradshaw said, Brady and Belichick are A-list. Ben and Tomlin are B-list. And then he said, well, Ben's B-list, almost A-list. I don't know about Tomlin being B-list. And you know when you can say stuff like that? When you're a four-time Super Bowl champion and a two-time Two-time, two-time Super Bowl MVP. I know Pittsburgh ain't crazy about Bradshaw no more. And Bradshaw clearly isn't crazy about Pittsburgh. I love the guy. And I believe this about Terry, very seriously. I believe Terry loved Dart Rooney. And I believe Terry loved Dan Rooney. And I don't think he hates, you know, Art the second that's in charge now. But I think he sees how different the team is and feels a disconnect from that. And you know what? I can't blame him one bit if that's the case. I'm Mark Madden, Alan Fanica at 5.30, and I got big news about a new kind of nachos. A new kind of nachos. They've invented new nachos. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'm one of a kind on the radio. Thank you for being the best damn radio host in Pittsburgh. It's a family affair. DX at 105.9. Double M on the X. 412-333-WXDX. The owner of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank. This is just coming out uh, all these months later, but he's mad. 
because the New England Patriots Super Bowl rings from last year each have 283 diamonds, which, by the way, I don't believe for a second because how could you jam 283 diamonds onto one ring? But they allegedly have 283 diamonds each, as in 28 to 3, as in the lead the Falcons blew against New England in the Super Bowl last year. Arthur Blank's mad about that, but he shouldn't be mad. A, Robert Kraft wasn't thinking of Atlanta choked when he designed the ring. The Patriots owner, he's thinking that my team overcame that deficit. He's not tweaking Atlanta. He's paying tribute to his guys. B, if you don't want to be reminded of blowing a 28-3 lead, don't blow a 28-3 lead. Double M on the X, 412-333-WXDX. Pens and caps tonight. I'm still getting these tweets talking about Ovi being a choker and ripping Alex Ovechkin. You, You can't rip the guy. There are certain guys that are great players that don't deliver when it counts that you can rip. Not so with Ovi. Ovi has 750 goal seasons. 588 career goals in 971 career games. And he has 46 goals in 97 playoff games. He's the real thing. He's the proverbial worthy opponent. He's the best player the Penguins have played against during the Crosby and Balkan era. No question. And the fact that he's never eliminated them and they just keep on eliminating him, that ain't on Ovi. That's on his teammates. That's on his coaches. That's on his general manager. That's on his organization. It is absolutely not on Alex Ovechkin. Plus, which I met him a couple times. He's like a great guy. You know, I I he had a guy with him, I think was his pharmacist, but 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 he really is a great guy. I'm a big fan. Tom Wilson, I'm not a big fan of. Just an old style hockey goon. Can play a little bit, I guess, but he's a relic from days gone by, which, frankly, I guess you could say that Ryan Reeves is, too. That said, there's a small part of me that hopes they do tangle tonight. And uh, I was watching Philly in New Jersey last night. That idiot, Rod Kogudas, just took this huge run at a guy, took his head off. I mean, the Flyers just can't get away from that. Ron Hextall, their GM was assistant GM at L.A. where they won cups, came to Philly, got smarter, got faster, got more skilled, but the Flyers can't get out of their own way because they always keep around at least one guy like that. They can't get away from a twisted tradition that has hurt them so badly for the last, boy, at least the last couple decades. Uh... The Devils rallied late to beat the Flyers. Well, at least they beat the Flyers. See, I would like to see the Metro have a couple teams fall way off, and then you know who's going to make it, but you're just competing for seeding. If it was just Washington, Pittsburgh, the Devils, every time the Devils stumble, they rally not long after. That Snyder in goal is so good. I Although Kincaid, I think, played last night. But, uh, oh, Kincaid, who hit on Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte, was a while back. I think she was like, eh, backup goalie. I don't think so. But uh, 
I think the Devils might stick around. Obviously, Washington's in it. I hope the Penguins are going to stick around. I think the Rangers are really thinking fire sale. I think they think that they'd rather miss the playoffs this year and really get a jump on the future by dumping some of their older players with big contracts. Islanders, I don't know. Love Tavares. Love their rookies. If you made me pick the five teams I think are going to make it right now from the Metro, I'm going to go with Washington, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, the Islanders. Well, I don't know who the last one would be. Washington, Pittsburgh, the Devils, the Islanders. After that, I don't know. You know what the best of both worlds would be for the Rangers, and they might do it, if they dump a few of those big contracts and they make it anyway. I really don't want the Flyers to make it. I'd love to see the Penguins like beat their ass in the series, but what if they didn't? You always think that. What if they didn't? I mean, 2012, still, well, it left the mark. Uh, that said, boy, the Penguins would kill the Rangers in the series. Penguins might get some trouble from the Islanders in the series. Halak's a bogey goalie for the Penguins. I'd love to see the Penguins play the Devils in the series. And I know some of you would disagree with that, but you know how that series would turn out? The Penguins would win in five games, and every game would be 2-1. to one. A lot of interesting developments. you got to give this season entertainment value. It's been a lot of fun to watch develop so far. Penguins and Capitals tonight, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch, period. 412-333-9939. Oh, let's go to Carter. I don't know where to call. Carter, you're on with Double M. What's up, Stephen? How you doing? Yeah, goodbye, jerk off. He called me stupid. I called him jerk off. I hung up, and I guarantee he's in a room with his friends, and none of them are wearing pants. And then mom walks in, and the party really doesn't stop. 412-333-9939. Uh, okay, up next. This is big. Could be big for your Super Bowl weekend. There's a new kind of nachos out there. And you might think there's no way to further revolutionize nachos. I think these do. 1059X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up, brother? Hey, Double M. Well, I love Sally Wiggum, but not as much as soccer. I think it's the best thing I've almost ever heard. The X at 105.9. Wow, this is a super long edition of No Quarter. We should have played the version of Days to Confused from The Song Remains the Same. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. I know you're mad because the Steelers underachieved. I know you're jealous because the Patriots are in it and jealous because Philadelphia is in it. But, uh... There's no buzz for the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. Oh, and I just heard about the $1,000 block pool. I was going to crash the party. If they still had it, they don't. They wiped out the party. That sucks. $1,000 a block, you should at least get a pretty good meal out of it, right? They had prime rib, 
fat guys reminisce about food. They had prime rib, stuffed cod, atomic wings that were really good, gourmet pasta, and now you just put in a thousand bucks and good luck to you? Uh, I'm glad I'm not in it now. That's like the guys who run... The guys who run that pool were the same guys, at least they were, who run the fantasy league I've talked about, that's $6,500 a team. And they run the NCAA final pool for basketball, $1,000 a block. They run all kinds of gambling schemes. And they never understood that unless you're a junkie gambler, the party, the entertainment, the camaraderie, the kibitzing. That's a big part of that. But hey, if they fill up their blocks without the party, that's more money for them. And believe you me, and Phil, I hope you're listening. The goal always has been and always will be more money for them. Okay, here's some huge news. The Olive Garden is now serving Italian nachos. I mean, what they're calling it is loaded pasta chips, but it's Italian nachos. It's, uh, I'm quoting this directly from the menu, fried lasagna pieces topped with mozzarella and Parmesan cheese, meat sauce containing chicken, meatballs, and sausage, cherry peppers, and Alfredo sauce. That is either unbelievably good or horribly bad. And there's no middle ground. It definitely sounds uh, delicious. Has anybody out there tried loaded pasta chips at Olive Garden? This also sounds so Pittsburgh. Doesn't it? Loaded pasta chips. In Pittsburgh, we make everything into a salad or nachos. If they really wanted to make a Pittsburgh, they would throw French fries on top of the whole shebang. You know, like like I've told everybody, I, I, I'll i be surprised if I live long past 60 and I'm 57 now, so enjoy this while you can. But I have tried to eat a little better in the past three or four years. I, I have trouble keeping weight off because when I fall off the wagon, I fall hard. But I'll tell you what is also typical Pittsburgh. When I go into a place that has like, like, like Permanis, I go there a lot in Harmerville. And I'll order their steak salad, which is really good. And I'll tell the girl I don't want french fries on it, the waitress. Everything else, no french fries. And and she'll look at me as often as not as like, what the frig is wrong with you? What are you trying to prove? And I will say, when I go to Permanis and get a sandwich, I leave the french fries on the sandwich. My little perk there is, quirk I should say, half as much slaw as usual. I want the slaw, I just don't want to be overwhelmed by it. You know, I am a typical Yinzer in that regard. Uh, Permanis is a regular stop for me. No question. No question whatsoever. But one of these days I'm going to ask for the steak salad with no french fries, and they're just going to take one of those knives they use to slice the sandwiches in half, and stick it right in my friggin' jugular. And honestly, I won't blame them for doing that. Uh, 
D. Smith, the head of the NFL Players Union. Uh, there's going to be CBA talks in 2021. And he says those CBA negotiations will be like war, unquote. I beg to differ with war. There's like a lot of dead bodies and people get shot. Napalm. War is a lot worse. But D. Smith says the CBA negotiations in 2021 are going to be like war. Uh, they're going to be a lot of things that they're going to fight for, according to D. Smith, such as the autonomy of commissioner discipline, no 18-game schedule, more player safety, a bye week before Thursday night football, blah, blah, blah. To which I say, I don't think so, D., because all the owners have to do is let the players smoke pot and they will agree to anything else and everything else. They'd play a 22-game schedule with a game Thursday and another game Sunday if you let them smoke pot. Remember I said that. That's going to be the big concession from Goodell. We'll let you smoke pot, but other than that, I will remain the same unmoving tyrant I have morphed into. And you know, D. Smith should look in the mirror because the reason it got to this point is because the union's been so weak up till now. It is the worst union in professional sports, by far. How can there not be guaranteed contracts in a game that breaks you body and mind? How could there not be? Unbelievable. There's also a... Uh, a big schmoz coming up because I guess the one thing that the players union is going to demand in baseball next time around is a salary floor where each team has to spend a certain amount and believe me that would force the Pirates to up the ante if anything could make Bob not think about selling the team seriously is if they put in a salary floor because then it'd have to go from making a lot of money to making still a lot of money, but not as much money. But if I'm the owners, here's what I say. I would say to the players' union, why on earth would we agree to a salary floor without a salary cap? And that makes sense. Why should we put in a device that guarantees you will make more without anything on the top end of all that that benefits us. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Curious to see what the Washington Capitals bring to the table tonight. They are not running roughshod over the Eastern Conference and the Metro Division like they did last year on the way to the President's Trophy. Uh, Tampa has more points. Boston has more points. But, you know, the Capitals for sure know that all that junk doesn't matter if you can't get it done in the playoffs. And they know because they haven't gotten it done in the playoffs. But uh, the Caps lost a lot from last year. They lost, I'm just going down the list here. They lost Johansson. They lost Dimitri. Uh, wait, no, they kept Orloff. Uh, Nate Schmidt went to Vegas where he's having one heck of a season. They lost Justin Williams. Who's old, but in a pressure game, he gets the job done, but but not, but not against Pittsburgh. I guess that 
capitalist tradition rubbed off on that guy with, I don't know, how many is it, uh, Stanley Cup winning goals. Now, Kevin Shattenkirk was a rental last year. He's gone. That's benefited them. Carl Alsner's the big one. I said Orloff. I meant Alsner. Alsner went to Montreal, and he's not doing much there, but uh, that was a big loss to the Caps. Oh, I I don't know if I've told this story. For the Capitals, it came down to keep an Alsner or Dmitry Orloff. And I would much rather have Alsner. But Ovechkin said, well, I think you need to keep the Russian. And they did. And and I can't say that was a bad decision because you got to keep Ovechkin happy, but that was why that decision was made. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that that Holtby is not doing as well this year. He uh, His goals against is up by almost half a goal. Save percentages dip some. But uh, I think that's caused the Capitals are playing worse in front of him. I think Alsner's absence has at least a bit to do with that. You know who's having a bit of a renaissance in Washington? Brooks Orpik's having a good year. There were some times last year where Brooksy looked like he was struggling. That's a fair thing. He didn't stink. But to say he was struggling is fair. This week, I don't know, he looks re-energized, and I think he's playing pretty good. You know what would be weird? If the Penguins and Caps played this year in the playoffs, and that would be a situation because of the past two years and even dating back long before that, people would expect the Capitals to again lose to the Penguins. What if it was the year the Capitals won? That would be odd, but uh, as an eternal pessimist, which I am, that that's like, even though I think the Penguins would kill the Flyers, I'd hate to play the Flyers. Because you should beat them, what if you don't? When we play the Capitals, I think, boy, they got to win sooner or later, don't they? But, but maybe they don't. Let's go to Sean and Harmony. Sean, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, I was uh, looking at some of these tweets from some of the Steelers, especially Juju. Well, what now? Did I miss something? Oh, no, but after reading them, I can understand why the Beaver County Times fired you. They didn't fire me. I left for a more lucrative offer. But thanks to Beaver County Times for having me. And I've been a success in my business a lot longer than Juju Smith-Schuster will be a success in his. Wait till the bottom drops out on that punk. It's going to happen. I'll be right. I always am. You know, it's funny that that jerk-off called and said that because at the top of the hour, I'm going to tell you something that really hurts the Steelers and makes this town seem like a bunch of dopes. And that is, too many of you can't see the Steelers as they really are. The stuff I say that irritates you, it's not opinion, it's fact. It's out there. You can see it if you want to. Okay, we haven't heard from this guy in a while, but he's back with his Super Bowl picks. It's Mason and McKeesport. Mason, where you been? You're AWOL. Um, I'm sorry, but the last few weeks I was busy. I had stuff to do. I'm sorry. You were busy? You're, you're 12 years old. What could you have possibly had to do? I had to do stuff with my mom. We had to go Oh, okay. Well, make sure you do what mom says. All right. My pick for the Super Bowl, 
as much as people are going to hate to hear this, I'm taking New England to win, 34 to 31. Well, so, but, but you're picking Philadelphia to cover the spread then? I, yeah. Okay, so you're kind of middling yourself, uh, Mason. You you say you're picking New England, but you're really picking Philadelphia. And then after the game, no matter what, you could say you got it right, which I respect. That's a good way of doing business. Thanks. It could go either way, though. Gutsy pick, Mason. Thank you for the call. They don't call him the nation's foremost 12-year-old football expert for nothing. And don't forget, at 5 o'clock, right after the list, because we have Al Fanica on at 5.15, at uh, 5 o'clock, we're going to have Mr. Friday Afternoon on. It may be his last appearance ever. Because after his Super Bowl pick, I'm going to put a poll up. Should we bring Mr. Friday Afternoon back or not? And I will abide by the ruling of the vote, no matter what it is. This, I do swear. So even if you hate him, you would have to want to hear him one last time, or not. As I mentioned earlier, Carter Ronnie's back in the lineup. JSD went back down to Wilkes, so... You know that fourth line you like so much that was so fast and got so much going on the forecheck and offensively? Well, that line's gone. Uh, tonight, instead of D, Rust, and Kuhnhockel, it's going to be Kuhnhockel, Reeves, and Rowney. And I have no problem with that at all. I would play Reeves all the time. Rust was always going to move up the depth chart. He was never going to stay on the fourth line forever. He was only there now because he had just come off injury. The guy I feel a bit bad for is Kuhnhockel. Not that these are bad guys to play with, but now, instead of showing the offensive skills Kuhnhockel has, like that between the legs, dish to Reeves, excuse me, to Rust for that goal against San Jose, now it's going to be, you know, more dumping it in forecheck. But, but you know, it, it's more of a traditional fourth line now. Not saying it's going to be better. Not saying it's going to be worse but it's more of a traditional fourth line. I'll tell you what. Reeves is real traditional. That's good because Tom Wilson, he's real traditional too. And tonight's game against the Capitals could turn out to be very traditional. And when they're traditional, you better have someone else on your team that can also be traditional. Otherwise, tradition, it can kill you faster than a bullet. Up next, I'm going to talk about why Pittsburgh is a bunch of idiots. Now, when I say that, does that hurt my listenership? Because I see the ratings in my check, and it doesn't appear to. But I'm going to talk about Bettis, Bradshaw, Mike Tomlin, and why your refusal to see the Steelers as they really are is probably a great hindrance. I'm Mark Madden, 105.90X.